Hello and welcome back to another Implexium podcast, everybody. My name is Diwaz. I will be your host today. Co-hosting with me is Chris Jennings. As we have been in the last few episodes, we are joined by Alex, aka Peach, and Lewis. In today's episode, we cover a little bit more about how we're dealing with coronavirus and how coronavirus is affecting our working out and that sort of thing, like schedule-wise. Aside from that, it's just a lot of bantering. We hope you guys enjoy this episode. Uh, and I'd also like to take this time to make sure that everybody is staying safe out there and hopefully everyone is not going crazy in this lockdown period. If you guys need anyone to speak to, just find us on our Instagram. All of the handles are listed down below. Feel free to reach out if you need anything or if you need any sort of motivation or any sort of guidance um, if you're struggling with your home workouts. And with that being said, I'll leave you guys to enjoy the podcast. Actually, I have a real quick fire one. Out of 10, how hard does that Cardi B and DJ Snake coronavirus remix song bang? That was. I feel like it bangs fucking hard. Thick. It was sick. I'm not going to lie. I've not even heard it. Oh, bro. D- Lewis, what do you think? Quite DJ like Snake that. featuring Cardi B. I quite like Coronavirus. <laughs> coronavirus! <laughs> It bangs really hard. Um, so if you have any friends uh, in a group chat, you should all, <laughs> you should all play it and uh, record a song. Please don't sue us. Thanks. <laughs> Please. Um, Apparently, there's finish. also a coronavirus song by Lil Nix. Oh, yeah. I haven't heard that one, though. There's a Corona um, Time one, which was going around. The Corona you know Time, I, I think that was like a song before the coronavirus, though. I think that was actually about Corona. I think that one's actually about the Corona beer. Oh, it's right. Cor- it's Corona Time. That one. I'm not familiar. Could you repeat? It's Corona time. What I want to hear is a Corona remix to this. (laughs) Wait for the drop, Chris. It's coming. Definitely, <laughs> we're definitely gonna be sued for this podcast, but that's perfect by multiple people. But <clears throat> okay, Chris, uh, lead uh, us away. That's your new intro, Diwaz. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so in these um, times of coronavirus, where we're all in, well, most of us are in lockdown. Um, some people have to go to work if they are a key worker, but otherwise not. Um, what are you doing to maintain your weight and um, your health and things like that? So obviously, if you're like someone like us that works in a gym, we can't go to the gym. We're not doing the sessions we normally do. Um, tell me what you're doing instead, if you are doing anything or if you are like Waz normally does and just be a fat lump. <laughs> <Plain> <laughs> to be fair, 
by Mario Kart. Fair enough. Um, do you know what? Wait, what was the question? Like, was that a question for key workers? No, it was a question. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> what are you doing to maintain? Like, if you're looking to maintain your weight, oh, okay. Right, you're doing, yeah. If you're if you're consciously or unconsciously like putting on weight, uh, tell me your thought process behind what's happening with your weight at the moment. Um, I've lost three kilos, <laughs> probably all muscle. Um, that's all your muscle gone that's all my muscle gone. Um, not gonna lie since the lockdown I've only trained like four times and I reckon yeah it's four times sounds a lot but I reckon it's probably if you mix it all together it's probably just one uh, one actual training session um, uh, and I did like two sets of penalty rows yesterday and like <laughs> two sets of penalty rows yesterday <laughs> And obviously some deadlifts. Um, and I had back doms this morning. So, yeah. But I think going forwards in terms of how to how to kind of like maintain weight, I'm going to still try and train a little bit harder. I've got access to a barbell now and, um, and some plates. So I should be able to do that a little bit more and, uh, and I should be able to get motivated a little bit more. Uh, and the, the two idiots that are laughing right now is because Pete just snapped a photo of Lewis yawning and um, put it through various filters, uh, which made it sound hilarious. And I'm surprised I didn't lose uh, my, my... I'm I back. I didn't I'm back. I, I muted my mic whilst I cried with laughter. <laughs> and now I'm back. Uh, but I'm, I'm glad I was able to... Um, Keep a straight face through it. So there you go. Well, Lewis clearly he was laughing way too much. Um, oh. <laughs> I feel like we have to upload this episode to YouTube. Oh, oh dear. If you want to wait like six years for it, yeah. Right. I don't have good internet. Um, right, yeah, that's better. Me. Yeah, so, I got it? ill before the coronavirus. Um, a virus. Uh, I had some sort of cold, took a week off, basically ate, I think, three meals across seven days and just lied in bed. And I lost five and a half kilos. And I think I'm around about the same body weight now. Uh, I, like Diwaz, have only trained three times. Um, I sulked for the first kind of two weeks um, and only trained once. And I've trained twice, like kind of this week, um, Monday and Wednesday. So I'm feeling all right. Um, I feel like we're producing a lot of content, which is good. Um, and it's giving me an opportunity to kind of get on top of some things that I wouldn't normally have time to do otherwise. But it's just a strange time, man. I feel like what a lot of people are struggling with is just the uncertainty of it all. Yeah, that's the biggest like, uncertainty. When is gym's going to open? When are we back to work? Et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Like, if we had a definite deadline, it'd be cool. But I feel like it's just the, the idea of I don't know how long we've got. To be in this situation and obviously the financial worries that come from being self-employed right now and not having... I don't know how long I'm going to be poor for. Yeah, exactly, man. Exactly. So, um, you know, maybe we should just all join the army or the police or the navy or... It's funny you say that, actually, because I'm going to join the army if I don't hear back from this job. The army? I mean police. Yeah, they're quite different. (laughs) Thank you. No, No worries, man. Apparently, the fire are hiring on-call firefighters at the moment. Um, That'd be pretty uh, sick. Yeah, I think you have to have more fitness for that one, though. So, 
More fitness than you've got, at least. <laughs> I could train for it. Hey, I, I could fit this whole pizza in my mouth. Yeah, I do fitness. I fitness these wings into my mouth. Uh, anyway, who's next? Lewis. I feel, like, I feel like we're lacking attention from Lewis in this one. He seems well, less engaged. I, I'm just making Snapchat filters of you lot. <laughs> what was the question? Um, what are your thoughts around your personal like body weight at the moment during this coronavirus time? Are you going up, going down, staying the same? I'm um, severely under eating whilst putting weight on. <laughs> <laughs> So, I'm literally having breakfast, a snack, train, and then have dinner, and that's it, and a shake. And my body weight has stayed the same, if not gone up by half a kilo. But do you reckon that's because your because your daily job is so? Yeah, because I'm not moving. Like, yeah, cause... so if you're in the same situation, you're gonna have to regulate your calorie intake based on your. <laughs> <laughs> this this episode's gone downhill (laughs) 10 minutes in let's go boys (laughs) oh fuck me but yeah um, you're going to have to because people aren't moving as much at all are they really especially if you're like even if you're going on a walk a day or or your bedroom whatever where you've got your kit you're still going to have to change your diet slightly to accommodate for that because you're not going to be very active Absolutely. Chris? Um, I have put on a little bit and now I'm maintaining that. Um, Again, just probably through not doing as much as I would normally do. Um, Annoying that I've got all the kit here to be able to do what I normally do. I just haven't haven't had the motivation. Um, You're just living the life at the moment. You should take full advantage right now. You can sleep as long as you want, train hard, eat, go on walks. Yeah. I suppose it's I'm not like not, I'm not as in control of my diet as I like have previously. Um I suppose, yeah. Yeah. So like um for this lockdown period I've moved well, me and Evie, my girlfriend, have moved in with her parents because they've got like a humongous house and a garden and everything and like garage space for me to put like the combo. Flex. Uh, I've been to that house, and I would, I would, I will say that it is a very nice house. And you know how fancy the house is when the tap in the bathroom is one of those like waterfall-style taps. That's one of them. What? Yeah. You know those waterfall-style taps? Have you never oh, seen? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Them bougie-ass taps. Yeah. That's when you know you're posh. That's when. That's it. Um. So yeah, I've not been in in control of my diet as much as I would normally have been. Um. But yeah. This is just steaks every day, is it? No, I've not got into those. <laughs> I, have, I have actually, I spent £70 yesterday on the butcher. So I had a massive delivery of meat. I got um, eight right. fat sirloins, load of mince, load of chicken. No need to flex on us like that, all right? <laughs> I can't wait. To, I'm apparently dry aging the steaks, so it's all good. Oh, what a posh answer, eh? Oh, how, how are you dry aging them? Uh, I've currently salted them and they are on a wire rack in the fridge. Mm. 
they'll be there for the next two weeks at least. Delicious. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right, anyway, um, <laughs> I suppose moving on and kind of leading into the question, <clears throat> I just want to ask this for everyone um, here. What sort of things are you doing in this lockdown period that, to, to kind of like keep you sane and what's your plan going forwards um, if we keep getting put into lockdown for an extended period? Um, are you going to pick up new skills? Are you going to do whatever? Because I know we've been in on lockdown, what's this, day nine? Ten? Eleven? I don't know, all the days merge into one now. Uh, but... We went into lockdown on Monday, didn't we? So this would be day ten. God Out of 21! So we're nearly halfway, boys. Day eleven. Day 11. Oh, we're over halfway, lads. Yeah, one. Monday, yeah, eight days. So yeah, are you guys gonna try and pick up any new skills if you have time? And obviously, I know Lewis is gonna go back to work, but um, for Paige and Chris and myself, um, we're gonna be stuck at home for a long period of time. So I've been learning piano, bro. Yeah. Yeah, Lewis is one of these guys that just was like, oh, I got free time. I'm gonna do loads of like really productive stuff like a normal human. Yeah. Um, for me, I sulked for about ten days. Uh, a week maybe and then, <laughs> now now i'm like back on it a little bit more um i don't know man it's really strange like for me um if i felt like it sounds really like sad but i was like this is gonna be my year i had loads of really cool shit planned had lots of big events planned um and started to just like get on top of my life a little bit more like towards the end of last year and this year really um and all of a sudden that's kind of been taken away and I potentially have no income for however many months this is going to go on for or greatly reduced income, should I say. And it's really, really hard um, to kind of know and say, you know, how and when things are going to go back to normal. So for me, like, I'm trying to, I'm trying to read, like, listen to more, basically just absorb more information, read more books, audiobooks, podcasts, do create more content, have more conversations with other coaches like we have been doing here. Um and also, like, I feel like I'm getting a lot of my social interaction through that. And weirdly, like, gaming. So, like, going online and actually talking to other humans that I know has been pretty cool. Call of Duty Warzone, bitches! Uh, yeah, that, that mate. Um, <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I mean, th- those, those things have been pretty cool. Um, I think the biggest thing that I'm, like, craving and I'm trying to give myself something is some sort of structure. So... <clears throat> trying to get up and book things relatively earlier in the morning for me to start and do so booking in like client calls things like this to record earlier in the day is really really helping because I find that once I've started some sort of work it's much easier to do more and I find that starting is like the hardest thing have you found trying to wake up and actually get out of bed is the hardest thing to do at the moment absolutely mate yeah because it's just like no rush to do stuff right like like so me and Diwaz regularly like before all this stuff happened we're trained together like we're talking four or five times a week and we would typically train about 11, half 11 most days. Mm-hmm. So for me, that would be like, wake up, breakfast, see a client, come home, have another meal and then go train. Mm. Um, and now that I've lost like all of that structure and also that accountability factor of I don't have to be anywhere at any certain time, it makes it a lot harder to kind of structure my day and things like that. Um, but at the same time, this is a really good opportunity to start focusing on some habits that you wouldn't normally have other time to form, right? like you know regularly eating a decent amount of protein and getting more sleep in and stuff like that so as much as it is unstructured you can start to develop other things like I don't think I've ever cooked this much for myself in my life like actually gone and made like meals like four what four <clears> meals <throat> a day every day like normally I just wouldn't do that 
like I'd be buying more stuff like pre-made stuff from supermarkets or like going to like Subway, pizza joints, whatever, like food after training was like a much more regular thing. Deliveroo's are like a much more regular thing in my normal life. Like to think that that's just like completely gone out the window and especially because of where I live, none of those things deliver. It's um, one of those things, man. Life. Chris? What was the question? I feel like every time it comes around to the next person. <laughs> Everyone starts daydreaming, but um, it was, what are you going to be doing in this extended period of lockdown um, to stay productive or, yeah, just just anything to do with productiveness, really? Over the over the lockdown period, are you going to learn new skills, whatever? Um, probably not going to learn new, uh, new skills. Um, doing some, like, business planning, basically, like... Um, well, I work for Implexus Gym up in Leeds, so we're trying to produce as much content, as much stuff that we can do to keep our like members happy at the moment. Because obviously, like at the moment, they're like they're still paying memberships for not being able to use a gym. Um, we're very thankful for that, but we have to then give something back. So, like I'm doing classes once a day, whether it be like a mobility class or a body weight strength class, um, stuff like that. So that started last week. Um, and then, yeah, just trying to give as much back to them as possible. So just trying to plan as much things as possible for that. Um, I'm still training myself almost normally. Um, and then, yeah, cooking, eating, online clients. So I'm other than going to the gym and like doing stuff there, I'm thankfully fairly unchanged. Have you upped your frequency at all? Um, no, he hasn't. No, I've not upped my frequency of my training sessions, but of like producing classes and stuff like that. So like at the moment, it's so difficult. Like normally for a class that I would teach, coach, whatever, um, I'd show like an example of like a few reps sort of thing. But at the moment for like online classes, I'm having to do like a lot more reps. <laughs> Uh, because I can't go around to that person and say, oh, just alter your, I don't know, your foot angle or your arm angle this way, that way. I'm having to like say, right, copy me. Yeah. Um, so for that, I've definitely upped frequency for like overall exercise, I think. He was like, oh, I couldn't train deadlifts yesterday because he pulled his adductor or something doing an online class. I was like, what? So what is wrong with you? Biggest gimp. Fuck that pelt. I'm gonna be like, you know what? You're not getting a program next week. <laughs> I um, I've started training like six times a week, and like the sessions are like an hour to an hour and a half. <clears> so <throat> like, I don't have these days where I'm just sitting around doing nothing. Have you? Where have you added the volume, just bench and stuff, or just? Oh, no, my just frequency. Found new like, things. I'm just oh, right. frequency. I've just literally did it across the day more. Okay, right, yeah, yeah. I'll so, have like a squat day, a bench day, a deadlift day, then a bench and a squat and a deadlift again, or something like that. Yeah, to be fair, like with with the lockdown time and if you are able to train normally that probably might be a a better thing to do because you might you might end up even being more motivated to train like that um during these this period of time because you can't do anything else anyway so if you're just dedicating a day to a lift if you can train normally just to go in and just do a squat or just bench and then your accessory stuff after yeah that's fine when i go back to work that'll have to change yeah of course that's fine that's fine um me myself personally i've um i used to do this 
when I was at university, but I, I I've stopped doing it now. But I've started again. Um, I've started writing a to do list in my diary, and I feel like that's helping a lot. Like just so I just plan the week in advance. So I give I give myself like two points to start for each day, and then every morning of that day I'll add more on the list. Bye, Lily. Um, and I think that's been really helpful. But uh, as much as I can preach being productive and trying to pick up new skills and stuff, um, I personally have not been uh, motivated to do that at all. Uh, I've rarely even been motivated to train. I've got very limited kit. So literally after I got my bar and my plates, my motivation picked up a little bit just to start training. But obviously once you start training, it's a bit uh, meh, I guess, would, would be the uh, answer. But I feel like... Sorry? Define meh. Uh, like, you know, you just, I feel like I'm just doing it just to do it. I, I can't really explain it any further than that, to be honest. Because oh. um, I'm not really getting as much enjoyment as I would normally, say, in the gym. Um, because I've, like, I've had to change my training style so much because uh, myself and Peach were doing... Because I'm not there. <laughs> uh, myself and Peach were... Regular, uh, regularly training and not only just training like powerlifting we've, we've been doing bodybuilding for the last uh 16 weeks i think or something like that um, and lit <laughs> yeah it's very it's lit and obviously training very hard and training on kit as well um that's been fantastic uh with obviously it's a lot easier to produce a pump uh kind of targeting the muscles that you want to target and then whilst at my home it's a bit different um because obviously you're limited to a bar well my last session i was limited to a bar and one dumbbell um but aside from that it's just been hard to pick up motivation and i feel like every everyone's in the situation like if you if it's not motivation is not going to come easy especially at a time like this so um yeah as much as i can spout motivational stuff and being productive etc um it's it's going to be down to the individual so yeah don't know why I said easy that was bodybuilding training what have you found the benefits to be and have you found any physical change from it as well yeah I feel massive right now well I should not so like not right now I shut out <laughs> yeah this is a double XL <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it looks it <laughs> anyway so um in terms of when I started training for bodybuilding I felt uh like joint pain that like obviously pretty much went out uh went away straight away like i was experiencing quite a lot of shoulder pain and knee pain during my last prep uh which was for december's powerlifting comp um and then as we transitioned into doing more bodybuilding stuff um that all went away pretty pretty fast um and then the only kind of pains that i used to get from working out was obviously just doms um which is obviously a great feeling to have as opposed to kind of being like, ow, my knee really hurts or ow, my shoulder joint really hurts. Um, <sighs> and I feel like that's kind of mental uh, respite almost has also maybe a little bit more um, excited to go back to into powerlifting training. Like right now I'm actually quite excited to go back into powerlifting training. I feel like the, the change was, 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 was coming and we were going to do a little hybrid um program to go into a powerlifting series after that series powerlifting program after that uh pg looks like the turtle right now <laughs> um but it's really annoying uh the lockdowns come at a period like this that we it kind of cucked us i guess is the best way to say it so 
I'm going to leave it at that because I don't even know my side on. You were saying powerlifting or the lockdown cuckolded you. Yeah, I, I know. I just said that. Uh, <laughs> I said yeah, before that. yeah that's, that's basically what I'm saying, yeah. The lockdown pinned you down and cuckolded you. Yep. Aggressively or softly? Uh, I would say it's been pretty aggressive. Because oh. there, was, there was literally no... <clears throat> There was no there was foreplay no, to this. There was no foreplay. It was literally, they were like, get on the bed, get in there. Was the other person well-equipped? <laughs> or was the equipment lacking? I feel like Diaz has been effed pretty hard by this whole thing. By the seven-foot barbell or just an easy girl? <laughs> I, I, feel like, I feel like he's been effed by like a very thick squat bar. <laughs> no, like a, it was like a thirty-two mil. It was an it was an elephant bar. <laughs> <laughs> so long. <laughs> um, and that is my view on this. Obviously, <laughs> and obviously, I'm going Don't crazy like, in this lockdown period. But actually, tell you what, it's been quite good actually because a couple of weeks ago, I we. we uh, deadlifted on a deadlift bar and I hurt my back again. <laughs> so uh, it's it's been like a, a forced break, I suppose. So I'm not too mad about it. <laughs> I, I guess. Mean, yeah. So the kind I of sound story, pretty bad. The story behind me and the like starting our bodybuilding style training was basically like we were kind of both a bit beaten up and a bit burned out. And I think I was probably a little bit more burned out than D, but we were both kind of in the same place where we just didn't like the idea of being in pain anymore and um coming into the gym and having to warm up really really kind of elaborately for one where we should just be able to jump into the movements but also like just kind of not really excited to squat bench or deadlift really anymore um and that's probably a multitude of factors me and him have both been focusing on pretty much exclusively powerlifting style training for a while up until that point and we're basically just burnt out. And I think the the whole thing with bodybuilding was like, okay, you don't have to do movements that put you in pain. You don't have to like the expectations for you to do a certain barbell movement aren't there that, you know, the expectations for you to chase a load within a given workout, at least aren't really there. Like we're still looking to progressively overload, but you know, if, if doing a barbell bench bothers your shoulder, then you can do a dumbbell bench or you can do a machine press or whatever. Um, which was nice to be able to kind of take that, road into doing that um and you know for both of us we got to a point where like we started to get a little bit more excited at the idea of doing a heavy barbell movement here and there which was going to be basically like we were going to start to introduce like a like a 0.5 kind of frequency so basically alternating weeks between squatting and deadlifting in a competition style um because we're both we will both be so sensitive to that stimulus um and we can reintroduce ourselves to it very very gradually and the idea was going to be still relatively not unspecific but like deliberately hindering ourselves with some stuff so like um like like beltless back squats uh or you know different bar position squats or whatever uh or tempo or whatever it might happen to be opposite stance deadlifts things like that for relatively higher reps as a way to kind of introduce those movements which I think it would be good. Um, so, yeah, it did come kind of at a wrong time because uh, the first squat session I had back, I uh, PR'd sixes and sevens um, at a lighter body weight, having not really squatted for like, well, having not properly squatted for quite a while. So 
that was kind of weird, and it's a bit annoying that this happened the way that it did. I think me and Diaz's bench is definitely a little bit far behind, having suffered a little bit from not bench pressing in a competition style that frequently. I mean, Diaz has got a good story there if he wants to tell it. But um... uh, <laughs> I don't want to say that. We've referred to it quite a few times, haven't we? We have. I mean, you could you could explain it, Diaz. You could say that your um your triceps are all tired from those close grip pin presses that we did before. Look, mate. Okay, we we did the session and we did my triceps fatigue quite quickly. All right, so I'm gonna put that out there already. Yeah. We we started the session on inclined dumbbell press. Okay, going pretty heavy, uh, and then we did pin uh, and then we did like uh, Larson presses or something yeah so so in the gym that we trained at there was there's basically a a new combo a combo rack which was in use when me and diaz first went in so we decided to do the paralympic bench uh close grip like pin presses so like maybe an inch off our chest we'd come down with a close grip touch the pins and then press and we did relatively high reps i think it was like eights wasn't it d on that eights or tens Uh, or something yeah it was relatively high reps and we basically just used it as like an extended warm-up and kind of (laughs) get warm and whatever um and we did do some we did some light inclined dumbbell presses bro they weren't heavy okay um, right it was like 30 <laughs> kilos fine whatever and um and then we went on to spider press afterwards um because my shoulders been a little bit jacked up so when i bring the bar all the way down to my chest it seems to bother my pec tendon so we were like okay we'll just hang out like an inch inch and a half above the chest and then press and uh, <laughs> the goal was to do like a few sets of like eight to ten basically and um we we both warmed up we both did 70 kilos or maybe 60 kilos i can't remember but we uh, took seven. a relatively a relatively small jump after 70 and i maybe went to 80 or 85 or something like that um and diwaz decided to <laughs> um pipe up a little bit and be like oh you're a pussy while well, you're only jumping to eight five blah 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 blah, blah. <laughs> I was like, cool, man. I just want to get warm. You know, my shoulder's bothering me a little bit. Like, I'm going to do an extra couple sets here. So we both did 85 for a few reps. And then we had our first working set at 100. <laughs> and uh, I lined myself down. I did a, like, pretty comfortable set of 15 reps. And then... Um, it wasn't 15 reps. It was like... It, it was 15 reps. It was like 10, maybe, max. It was 15 reps. I can I can look up. I can get, I can get in contact with those people <laughs> there that saw it. Um, I did 15 reps. And then... Uh, Diwaz lied himself down after giving it the big one and kind of flexed on me the whole <laughs> session. Uh, do you want to tell the rest of the story, Diwaz? No, I don't. Let's 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 leave it at that. <laughs> Diwaz RPE eleven and a half, two reps on a three kilo spot press. <laughs> Never been so embarrassed in my life, honestly. Like first set, first set, first rep, I brought it down and I was like, I got this, and then it moved so horrendously, and I was like, sorry, oh, sorry, it's only a miscue, it's fine. Uh, and then I was like. Oh, I don't know if I can get this next one, but I took it anyway. Uh, and then I managed to bring it back uh, and up, but it was it was the grind of my life, not going to lie. Um, and considering my max is like 147 in comp. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah anyway, so that happened, uh, which is annoying. And then literally, I think I'm cursed with bench because a week later, um, we were doing... <laughs> a week later, we were doing incline barbell bench pressing. And then... We were warming up, right? Um, uh, <laughs> and then we were on 70 kilos, I think, right? And then this isn't a rack I was normally used to, but I don't know why, but I just flung the weight back into the, into the racks. Uh, racked one side, completely missed the other side, and, like, literally it went behind my back and popped my shoulder out and back in in the same time. Uh, and then now my shoulder still hurts for after that. <laughs> <laughs> 
So basically, uh, all in all, don't he, he like he held onto the bar as he re-racked it. So one side's gone in, and the other side he's held onto, and his elbows come forward as his wrist's gone backwards. Oh fuck! Oh, it was awful, it's mate. Like... Absolutely awful. So we were warming up. So this was like what sixty or seventy kilos, D. So I'm just chilling, <laughs> like kilos, I'm just yeah. like on my phone, and I just see him miss the rack out the corner of my eye, <laughs> and I'm like, what the fuck have you just done? And he's like, ah, my shoulder, my shoulder. I'm like, ah, oh, fucking hell. And, uh, then, and, the, and then we went and got a subway. No, <laughs> <laughs> no, no. We did one set of oh, I did one set of single arm pull downs, and I was like, I'm I'm in pain. Yeah. I'm getting out of here. Shout so out, we went Shout out to Margot. She sorted me out that day, to be fair. She gave me like a... She gave me... Actually, I better not say it. Because then... Better not say it because she might get, you know, she might get fired or something. We're on we're on personal terms with the manager of the local subway that we go and eat at. Oh, right. And it is fantastic. Let's listen to that. The local subway in... The local subway in Essex. Yeah. Oi, oi. Anyway, so... That's that, and now um, my shoulder is, is, is hurting. So in a way, yeah. D-Waz, the coronavirus has actually kind of come at a good time for you, because you're all fucked up. I suppose so, but I still want to train, obviously. So I've been training legs pretty hard anyway, though, so... Right, yeah, so I've got a question for all of you, okay, right? So, of the coronavirus trends at the moment, so, like, you see everyone doing their, like, home workouts and stuff, what are two things that you hope um, will stay after the coronavirus and two things that you like just hope to god everyone just sacks off immediately um i think it's pretty easy like isometric work and more um movement-based exercise choice rather than your typical bodybuilding accessory work so i'm talking stuff like a copenhagen plank a arm bar or a oh, I'm trying to think of another one like um a variation of split squat um some sort of like movement drill where you're actually trying to dip into your other hip off the foreleg or rear leg or something like that rather than just doing right a normal split squat or a row or just some machine that's what I want people to start realizing and start doing more that reminds me of an exercise I saw yesterday this uh this guy um did a split squat iso hold with a towel um so he had obviously the front leg on the towel and then he was just holding the split squat position and that looks freaking brutal uh and i think i'm gonna try it on my next one did luke post that uh i don't know who i i, I uh, the guy i saw it from said he got it from someone else but i don't know who he got it off from but yeah luke, luke rogers did like a whole shout out to luke if you're listening he did like a whole um like towel isos workout that looked absolutely savage yeah um i did a i did a workout for elite yesterday and um we did some like some it was kind of like isos and some like mobility type stuff like 99 hip rotations and shin box get ups and things like that and um like the isos are so hard like do not think that you can like ISOs are just gonna be a piece of piss because absolutely not. They are absolutely not, and well, like, incorrectly as well. Yeah, um, they are savage um, and a lot harder than I thought they were gonna be. Um, so actually, we should probably give JJ a shout out. I don't know if we've done that yet, but he's um, he's released that yeah. program, hasn't he? So if anyone's uh, listening, JJ Lift underscore NG on Instagram is. Uh, has made like a free program that is 
that is well i haven't run it but it looks really really solid and it looks logical and makes sense with some um hyperlinks through to like exercise execution and stuff and he's um he's given it out for free so if you're looking for a program and you you don't have a coach right now that might be a good place for you to go and have a little look through at um or hit any one of us up and we can give you some ideas if you need it um that's yeah that's 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 really really good he's um he's a man of the people old jj man he's a man of the people very nice lad he doesn't want any money for it but if you want to give him a donation i think he's put a, a paypal link in there as well buy him, a, buy him a coffee or a monster two exercises that you or two things that you've seen that you had been off then lewis i'd been off yeah so that you just hope oh, no one does first one lifting your fucking pet as a mean of exercise <laughs> that's really pissing me off um and the other one i can't really think at the moment to be honest it's it's, it's a tough one because like <clears throat> i don't want to bash on anyone fucking why are you doing 100 jump squats okay yeah that's what i was gonna say why? But like okay why uh, are you doing 100 burpees yeah but like come on if your coach is giving you that <laughs> buy your coach and uh <laughs> and if you know like if that's a normal part of what you how you would normally train then fine but like like who it is if you're a powerlifter you're probably not doing jump squats or these ridiculously like like hit type workouts like please just like think a little bit harder about what you're doing oh because high impact is just not a great idea definitely not especially if you're less active than you are normally and you're doing less training than you would do normally like jumping around like a lunatic especially when you don't really know how to jump or land it's probably not a great idea i've thought of one that falls into both categories as well Ooh, on, there we go. push-ups to stay however well, oh, okay yeah here we go extension push-ups to fucking go in the bin yeah. and what i mean by that is when you're getting people doing these like upward what's it called these yoga push-ups what the, what's that pose called again um like downward dog or something that, that, oh, yeah, oh cool. like a dive bomb i don't mind a dive bomb bro what is for a push-up like as a well i use it as like a loaded ability well, exercise well, I suppose. Almost like they're doing they're literally their push-ups are just like that and they're just literally oh so- no 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 no, no. i'm on about you know like when you start almost like in a downward dog position nah. kind of like yeah, yeah i know i know that yeah yeah it's looking like an actual push-up like that Oh, right, right, right. Nah. I saw a guy with his penis on the floor and his chest was like a good foot off the floor and he was just like half inch repping some press-ups. Hey, was, you, are you trying to just say he's got a big penis? No, I'm, I'm trying to say <laughs> that you... the premium channel? <laughs> <laughs> uh, maybe I was on the wrong website. <laughs> Why is my dick in my hand? Wow! <laughs> 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 um... Oh. Sorry, carry on, Chris. What was you got to describe that a little bit better? I think. Um, yeah. Sorry, his, his pelvis was just sagging, like down towards yeah. the big time. Sagging. <laughs> so this basically like very ultra extension. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Go then, Peach. So two exercises you would keep, two exercises you would bin. Um, I don't know if I'd actually bin or keep any one given exercise given this situation. I think there are some good things that are going to come of this. I think. Or I hope that more coaches and more athletes are a little bit more aware of how good some of this positional work can be. If you're incorporating that, like how useful things like BFR can be, how useful things like ISOs can be, and maybe some just lower general intensity work 
as in total load or body weight can be really, really beneficial to, to lifters. Um, the listeners don't want a diplomatic answer. They just want, uh, <laughs> <laughs> we want all the sauce. I feel like I've been polarizing enough throughout these last few episodes. Um, so I think, I think that would be really, really good. And I'd love to see some of that stuff stick around. Um, I mean, I kind of already said my bugbears about this stuff, like a bit, a bit like when, when you change a block or you, you introduce something new with a lifter, like don't go naught to 60 on someone. Like if they've been doing nothing but like leg press and squats in the gym, don't suddenly make them do like jumping lunges, you know? And like, if they've been doing relatively speaking, low volume, say they've been doing I don't know, three sets of eight for their accessories. Don't suddenly program five sets of 25. Like it's just things like that, that even though the intensity is lower, you just need to be logical about what your, what your clients are doing and how they're doing it. Um, and too many people are just like, Oh, bodyweight workouts. Okay. They can do a hundred burpees and like run around like a lunatic for 25 minutes and then they're done. And it's like, you're, you're, you still are working with a power lifter and this is, not perfect you know situations and maybe they're not going to get directly better right now at squat bench and deadlift but there are definitely things that you can do to improve their longevity movement quality perception of movement all those sorts of things like it doesn't need to just be you know what people think like an aerobics workout is going to be in their front room from the 80s um and i think that's the one thing that's really been i mean i haven't followed it massively if i'm honest because i've i've had a bunch of work on myself like I haven't been seeing loads and loads of stuff on social media, but I think you have to think about where they've come from to what you're trying to make them do now. And then what you're going to try and make them go back from. And you don't want that block in the middle, like where we are right now to be horrifically different and actually do more harm than good to your lifters. Absolutely. So I suppose urging coaches and lifters, if you self program or if you get programs off the internet or whatever, to just think a little bit more like you're still a strength athlete don't treat yourself like you're, you've been doing boot camps and jumping around and you're used to all that stuff. Like you're not. So slowly ease yourself into it if you want to do it. But what I'd probably say is there are probably some better resources for you out there. And to be fair, there are hundreds of free training programs out on the internet right now that are good um, and are useful for the strength athlete. So go find one and go do it. If you don't have a coach. Easy enough to find, or if you're struggling to find one, just ask one of us and we'll point you in the right direction. Um, us? me i don't know i feel like I, I, I haven't really got like similar to peach i haven't really got one exercise that needs to that is very good or very bad do you know what i mean like every exercise has a place um however uh what i would like to say is sorry wait uh, what i would like to say is some of these like movements they're not like some of these movements aren't being um, particularly well performed, um, but obviously, <laughs> so they're not being well performed. So I, I hope, obviously, as the time goes on, they the coaches pick up on it and kind of move up, uh, move them forward, <laughs> and um, help them become more efficient in the movement. But because sometimes I'm seeing, like, I've I've seen a couple of posts of bird dogs, especially with like super arch back and moving really fast through the range. Uh, so I feel like, you know, I just, I just don't want to see that. Uh, I also I, think that programming can be responsible there though. Mm. Because like, 
if I get programmed to set of 25, mm. I'm not going to be super slow and super deliberate with every rep. Of course, but I I'm going like... to be like, fucking yeet, and I'm going to be like, <laughs> swing my legs around and fucking go for it, which is where I think athletes and coaches need to be a little bit more sensible with this programming, right? Yeah. Just because we got lower load does not mean you need to program sets of 20 and 25 for everything. Absolutely. Like, get them to do it properly, and it'll hurt, and yeah. that's fine. Like, fucking set of 25, fuck that. I've found that, like, usually if I'm giving someone, like, a banded workout, I have to give them some sort of tempo guidance. Otherwise, what I'm seeing is people just going, the flappy bird. <laughs> the flappy bird. They hit you with the flappy bird, man. Yeah. So I reckon what might be, like, more common sense to you and I, um, just maybe take the time to explain and uh, give a little bit more uh, description on how kind of like tempo you want them to be during the banded um i know it didn't really answer your question but that's that's my answer <laughs> i've made my own question well my answers are uh, i would keep iso holds i would keep um bfr or occlusion training i would bin burpees and i would bin um making things hard for the sake of it being hard do you know like leading off to that point that like so much when coaches are just like oh I'm going to stick this in the program because I reckon that will be fairly hard and it will make them raise their heart rate. I hate that so much. Like, what's the point? But isn't that just classic, like, boot camp training? Like, they don't really care about what you're forming. Well, yeah, exactly. This is why I want it binned. So, yeah. yeah. But, I mean, I, I kind of agree and kind of disagree because I think that some of those things can be useful when it comes to client adherence. In the same way as, like, I'm a bit of a bro at heart, right? So... If you give me like, I don't know, six to eight sets of arms at the end of a workout and I can get a fucking sick pump, then I'm going to enjoy that program way more than if you just go like, here, have some tempo squats and some extended count bench and go home. Like it, if it, that coach is giving me some shit where I'm like, oh, I've, I've got a sick pump or I've worked really hard and I feel really, really good about myself or the session that I've just done. That's not a bad idea. Yeah, but if like, it's done for a reason and there's like a logic behind it, so like you're chasing a pump or whatever, fine. But when coaches are like, right, I'm going to stick a giant set of jumping lunges, jumping squats, burpees, um, and so, I don't know, whatever else, just to like make, make it hard. hard like yeah, that. but if, if somebody leaves that session being like, oh, I've actually worked really hard and I feel really good about what I've just done, that might have a benefit and a purpose. Wait, you, you're, you're covering your mic, Chris. I get your thought process, but <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just not a fan. So, no, like, yeah, I feel like that probably just comes down to knowing your athlete. So, yeah, basically from the outside in, you can't really like judge. Uh, I suppose on the on the whole, but you want to give them a conditioning like circuit give them a like a smart one that they can like get their teeth into but like being hard for the sake of being hard <laughs> i'm on the wrong website again <laughs> you just described like 100 percent of the boys population in england right now or anyone any boys in lockdown you can tell he's thinking about that premium. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Lockdown. Lockdown days. They're all the same. 
just going driving everyone mad. That's what's going on. <laughs> oh, anyway, um, I'm going to, have to grab my laptop charger quickly. Carry on. <laughs> All right. Um, all right. So let's finish on a segment about since the this episode is is called the Corona Chronicles and the um, Obliques of the Phoenix or Phoenix two of the Obliques. Obliques. Sorry. Two favorite core exercises. Go. Two favorite core exercises and why? I suppose. So I guess I will Not start. Why. No one cares about why. Oh. Okay. Two, go. Jesus. All right. Um, dead bugs, kneeling palo press. Why? Okay. Why kneeling? <laughs> hey, that's not the question, bro. You said <laughs> why kneeling? Because well, uh, we get a little bit more of action in the anti, like anti-rotational plane. So um, it's just a lot easier to do it like that than it is to do it the other way around or like standing. Uh, and I prefer a lot of people to do it kneeling um um because otherwise sometimes people get this like weird knee pain where it's like talking um like pulling you in one way um so i prefer doing them kneeling and i'm still getting the same training effect that i want them to get uh so yeah especially with a lot of powerlifters i think they need a lot of anti-rotational um gains uh just to kind of like prevent injury prevention as well and trying to promote some longevity. Um, I picked this up actually from my previous coach, Joe TSA. Um, I know Pete and Joe talked about this somewhere. I can't remember where they talked about it, to be honest. I think it might have been a private conversation. Who knows? Uh, that Pete just told me about. Um, and then uh, myself, I was programmed them as well from Joe. So, And I've just kept them in ever since because they've been very, very, very good. Um, I find anyway, and most of my clients find that as well. So I keep them in. So there's your answer for that. Is that okay? Yep. Peach? Um, I feel like an appropriate uh, level of difficulty Copenhagen plank of some sort. So whether or not that would be like a like a half Copenhagen or a full one, mm. or even like um like a with like um like a knee flexion towards the opposite shoulder they can be pretty savage or a floor copenhagen depending on like where the athlete's at i really, really like those um and then i would probably have some sort of flexion based high rep ab exercise like a rope crunch or a something like that now the reason i i'd probably say this is if i have to say two i'd probably have one where we're trying to be relatively isometric and anti-flexion and extension and rotation and then one where I'm actively trying to flex and extend through my abs. Um, for me, that's just come from the experience of if I'm like if I'm still able to move in those planes and contract and feel okay, I typically just feel better throughout my training and tend to recover a little bit better. If I try to stay neutral at kind of all costs, I lose like movement variability. And I feel like when you start to lose movement variability, that's when you become much more sensitive to pain or pain experiences and you just become a slightly more fragile i suppose so that would be my opinion on that one <laughs> lewis what your question that wasn't it two favorite core exercises what ones have you and why if you want to i've said copenhagen plank and then probably like a rope crunch or some sort of high rep flexion based ab exercise and i said dead bugs and kneeling pallet presses or some sort of anti rotational yeah, i like um a roller dead bug so one where you've got the roller between your was it your your arms and your knees oh okay yeah yeah. there's like an external cue to keep positioning there and reaching forward 
I like that one. Um, so you're still kind of bias, protraction, and reflection. Mm. Um, and then a Copenhagen, same as Page. Um, and then I would say a split squat stance, um, kneeling, wood chop with always split rubber. squat stance. So what, the knee off the floor? So, no, literally kneeling. So rather than being like a standing split squat stance, you're kneeling. So you've got okay, a right, yeah. leg um, and you're chopping over. This time you're actually rotating at the torso. Mm-hmm. Uh, problem with that, though, is some people then tend to have their femur um, externally rotated as they chop. So the way to cue that is to literally get a roller and you push against that. And as you're rotating, you're trying to push into the roller. So you're getting a lot of adductor from that as well. Okay. Um, that's quite a good one for obliques. Um, I'd say those three would be my go-to. We asked for two, but that's fine. <laughs> okay, three. So, I'll pay your. <laughs> the key master. Dropping three keys. <laughs> three keys. Chris, what's yours? Um, I'm going to go for... Um, see, I like some sort of... Um, extension in there while keeping like the core muscles tight um so i'd either go for some sort of dead bug or a rollout whether it be on a swiss ball or one of them ab rollers um then difficult i'd go for i'm going to be different i'm going to go for some sort of like a variation of a bear crawl so not crawling but you can have your feet up against the wall and you're really trying to like um isolate your trunk flexion as it were um or doing it without the wall and then taking a limb off the ground at the time of trying to keep everything like as still as possible yeah Um, hard i'm gonna go for that i'd say like for most of my guys most of their core work comes from the the prep drills anyway understanding how to breathe properly and how to actually feel their abs and obliques true true that works out pretty well. Um, what I was going to say is, have you guys ever tried the band-resisted dead bug, which is literally just uh, an ISO hold? So basically your arms are being pulled backwards um, and then you're holding that position. They are legit. Yeah. And if you yeah. haven't done them, do them right now and thank me later. Um, <laughs> just saying no, but it's fine. Um, and then the other one, actually, I saw the other day. Uh, this I saw on Instagram. It was a plank um, with your feet against the wall. Uh, and you're trying to tuck the pelvis and you're trying to like keep the ribs uh, down by contracting hard. Um, and they were also very, very, very nice. So if you guys are looking for two variations on the dead bug and the plank, I don't know how last, but I'm saying anyway, because I really like these ones. So um, if you wanted to try them out, try them out. Right. Quick question for the audience. But we're going to go around to you boys. Quick fire too. is what is your favorite flavor of Serene? Oh, God. And if you had to, you need to categorize them into like like a one to four. Oh, happily. I don't even. I don't, I think I've only had like two flavors. Chocolate. There's a chocolate serene. Yeah, I, I had it. There was a chocolate. Nah, serene. fam. Oh. <laughs> what? <laughs> that, is, that is so. You used to get it at Morrison's for fifty p. That free oh, workout snack. We don't have a Morrison's near here. So no, when I was when I was at Newcastle, I used to buy like twenty at a time. And just stock them up in the cupboard. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So chocolate's number one for Lewis. Then number two, banana. Yeah, banana's the goat. Um, three would be apple, and then four would be malt. Oh yeah, apple. <laughs> Go on then, D. You're up. 
Uh, mine would be apple, malt, banana. Oh, you are a. Yeah, but I I don't really like banana flavored things, but I like banana. Oh yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Good. You can, you can tell the lockdown is taking its toll on you, boys. Eh? Well, yeah, we're, the, we're, the one, we're the ones we're the ones proclaiming our love for banana. I'm just saying, I like normal banana. I just don't like banana flavored things. Anyway. You uh, like, mate, I don't feel like the audience is going to appreciate you because you feel like number one is malt. <laughs> get wrecked, son. All right. Get wrecked. What get are you wrecked. I've only ever had two serenes, and they are sliced or not sliced. <laughs> what? All oh, right. And I'd probably prefer the sliced because I quite like it toasted with some butter. Oh, do you? Are oh. you toasted? No. I just, I just eat it raw corn, mate. I crack. I crack the big bag, and I just eat the whole fucking thing. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I have done that, and I'd I'd get if I was going to do that, I wouldn't get the sliced one. One twenty life. Hashtag raw boys. Yeah, mate. <laughs> raw prawns up in the building. <laughs> so for me, I, I can't I can't include um, chocolate because oh. that's such a wild one. I've never had it, so I can't comment. But yeah. I'm I'm gonna say uh, I'm gonna go banana apple malt. Malt is not it. Although multi fruit, multi fruit is not bad. Multi fruit is probably number three, and malt is probably the last one. Oh, well. Now, now don't get me wrong. I feel as if all of them are solid contenders, but I just feel like malt is probably the weakest. Do you know they have a chocolate and orange one as well? Oh my god! All these flavors, where are they? Um, Iceland, apparently. It's pretty hard to find um, banana serene anyway. Yeah. So like when I do find it, I do stock up. Do you know why it's hard to find? Because no one likes it. No, because everyone buys it. <laughs> like toilet roll, right, US? Yeah, everyone well, actually, just hates toilet roll. That's why they've got no stock anywhere. Actually, they've got loads <laughs> of stock everywhere because they've brought in restrictions on how many you can buy, so fuck off. <laughs> We've got like 46 rolls. Oh, my God. How many how many loaves of bread have you guys got in your freezer? How many eggs have you got in your kitchen? Um, two loaves of bread. About 10 eggs. So you, you guys were like the OG hoarders? No, we couldn't get anything. <laughs> I, did, I did a shop yesterday. Oh, nice. Yeah, that's why. Come back. Guys, how, many, how many loaves of bread has your mum bought you? I don't really, I don't really eat bread though. That's the thing. And then now, now suddenly I can't have bread. I'm like really craving toast. <laughs> just, just, just white bread. Like huh? I can't, I can't find white bread anywhere. It's horrible. And it's. What do you mean it's horrible? Get out of my life, man. You boys, you boys need to get involved with. There's a company called Fitzgeralds that makes bagels, and this, their seeded and cereal bagels are 10 grams of protein per bagel, and 24 grams of carbs with like three grams of fat. Mm. Macaronis on point. Mm. Mm. Then protons in. Yeah, 9.3 grams per bagel. Oof. Oof. Madness. What's a normal bagel? It's like four, Ooh, like five. nine, isn't it? Nah. That's what that's what normal ones like. It's like nine grams, I'm sure. Why would you get bagels? If you get a bagel, you get the New York bakery bagel. Bagel. They also have nut, and I'm sure they have nine as well. But the Warburton's are the ones with the slice. They're pre-cut. Yeah, but so that's New York, New York Bagel Company are seven per per one. 
Okay, so it's not even that much of a difference then. What, so nine, nine and a half? Come on, bro. <laughs> two and a half grams. And if you're going to have two of those, that's five grams. If you're going to do that every day for breakfast, that's a big difference. You could literally just have like five grams of protein powder. In your I don't just have a shot of protein in the morning. Right, here we instead. go. What are all of your protein um, intakes per day? Oh, God. Um, so before all of this went down, I was averaging around 200. Um, now I'm probably averaging around 100. <laughs> <laughs> Why that t-shirt? I, li- I literally have that for breakfast. <laughs> um, but actually... Since yesterday and today, I've I've I'm picking up my protein game a bit more because um, I'm wasting away, so I need to I need to eat a bit more. So yeah, grams of protein today. <laughs> it's probably about probably even less than a hundred grams to be honest. I don't even know because um, I usually this would be my like normal meal usually. So I do I normally wake up, eat mince and rice, um, go train, what? and then <laughs> yeah, I'd wake I'd wake. I wake up, eat mince and rice. Um, so I eat like 250 grams of mince, two, uh, 300 grams of rice, a uh, bit of veg here and there. Um, and then I'd go train. And then we'd normally get like either a Subway or like a, a pizza or something like that, which is obviously going to be a fair bit of meat, um, so protein. And then uh, what I used to do is come back, eat some protein-based snack. So probably like egg uh, with something um, like a egg sandwich or like an egg bagel or something like that and then for dinner i used to eat more mince or chicken uh whatever i had in the fridge um and then now i've literally gone to eating like two meals and one snack because i can't be bothered because by the time i wake up and do everything it's like 12 and then i'm like i'm just gonna eat a big lunch um and which is where my majority of my uh protein comes from at the moment but i'm picking it up now i had 250 grams of mince this morning life is good i'm gonna have some more in a minute Right, for those of you that are still awake, um... <laughs> hey, they could have just skipped that part if they didn't want to. <laughs> I don't know what my protein intake is. I, I think it's over like 200 at least, anyway. I don't track. Oh, I also don't really track at the moment, so that's I'm guesstimating. Yeah. I mean, I, I intuitively eat, but if I was to track it for a day, I would imagine that it would be pretty high. I tend to get about 80 grams in at breakfast. I tend to aim for like three meals of around about 80 grams. So what's that? Two, 240. 240. So probably around there. Um, and then if I train that day, I'll have a shake as well. So it probably ends up more like, I don't know, 260. Big boy. Um, although that's probably a pretty big range. It's like anywhere from like, I don't know, 220 to 260 probably is what I try to eat. But then I eat a lot of food too. So I probably eat 4,700 to 5,000 calories a day. So it's not as if I'm like some superior being who eats nothing but chicken. I just eat a lot of food and it just happens to add up to that amount. Plus I tend to kind of like protein. Like I like protein sources, generally speaking as foods. So it's very easy for me to do that. Drink a lot of milk. Uh, probably half a liter a day. Maybe yeah, about a liter a day. Disgusting. Whole milk. Yeah. Some milk. Little cow juice. Uh. Uh. Little cow titty. I ha- I hate the taste of milk on its own. Like I throw up. That's why you're weak. 
makes me gag. That's why you can't bet 150. Yeah. Because you ain't drinking that cow juice. <laughs> cow titty juice. Alright, alright. Maybe next time. Chris? Yes. What's your answer? <laughs> hey man, how many grams of protein you eat? Uh, I'm, I'm about 150. Are you? What? Yeah. Oh yeah, I forget you weigh like 10 kilos. <laughs> if, it's, if it's windy outside, he's fucked. <laughs> <laughs> You do say that though, right? Because like I, I sometimes wonder this, right? Because I normally walk around like over a hundred kilos, okay? Uh, and then when there's when there's strong winds, <laughs> when there's strong winds, like sometimes you know, like kind of like you can feel it. So what must people below that feel like, like at like sixty, seventy kilos? Because that must feel horrendous. They start moving backwards. We're, we're not, we're not the size of like a like you're you're close to the ground so like imagine somebody that's like tall and like lean like like, 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 six three seventy kilo yeah see uh, they're basically a human kite see you later (laughs) (laughs) goodbye (laughs) goodbye forever no funerals will be held (laughs) we'll find you on the other side of england Fair enough. Yeah, Sorry to any listeners that are that exact height and build. <laughs> <laughs> just like this, and then. <laughs> I feel like this episode would be worth putting on YouTube, Dwes. There's been a lot of funny stuff being shared on the camera. Um. Yeah. Do you know how long that would take me? <laughs> well, it's only an hour and ten. It won't take you that long to upload it. What's your my, What's your ping? What's your ping my, rate? Like four. My upload speed is. 0.25 megabit Mbps. <laughs> Fuck me. That's oh, my... Mbps. That's gonna take you that long, bro. This would be like maybe, maybe no, a gig. 0. This is gonna be more than a gig. Right? Yeah. Nah, you're on potato quality anyway. <sighs> you have a tech connection, Dmas. Look, mate. What do you want me to do? Like, I, I've literally got. I've turned my Wi-Fi off on my phone. This is literally the only co- thing that's connected to the Wi-Fi right now. Why? Where's everyone else? At work. Oh, right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that answers your question. Oh, so you got the house yourself? Sorry? You got the house yourself? Yeah, just today. And you were late this morning. I wasn't late. Mm. I had to take care of some business. Mm-hmm. What business was that? Um, taking a number two. Elephant bars and bananas, apparently. <laughs> elephant bars and bananas. Yeah. Why is it called an elephant bar? Because it looks like a trunk. It's fucking big, mate. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why they called it an elephant bar. Yeah, but it's like long and thin. <laughs> Actually, if anyone's if anyone's really like bored, go on Rogue Fitness's YouTube channel. Some of the stuff on there is absolutely sick. Uh, they've got some like super HD documentaries. They talk about building the elephant bar, why they built it. It's pretty sick. Oh, if you're if you're a gym nerd, anyway. A gym nerd. They should have called it like. The duck bar. Have you seen like a duck's penis? No. They're, like really long and hooky. They're really weird. Yeah, it's like that. Uh, that's not real, is it? Yeah, it looks like the end of a drill. As <laughs> uh, it's, it's t- this is taking the the turn for the worst. I feel like as as episodes have have gone on, we've just becoming more and more not PG thirteen. I think we should do the whole series and do. You want to go all the way to seven? I think we should do seven. 
Is this number five? This is number five. I mean, got a half life print. Let's let's give it up to the voters, right? Let's give it up to the voters. Well, right. uh, when this, on the on the day this episode is released, so go check out my Instagram. Uh, well, actually, go check out how yeah, many my... how many likes. Let's let's put a like number on it. If you get more than X number of likes, we'll go to seven. You have to post go it. To my, yeah, go to my Instagram and I'll post a actual post on my thing. And then if I get over <sighs> ten, over 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 50 likes i will we will we will make another post and and if you've made it all the way to the end you need to comment and say your favorite your, your favorite flavor of serene in the comments if you've made it this far um and if we get more than t- 10 comments we'll we'll go to 7 and if you can remember um the marmalade joke <laughs> <laughs> Classic. The person to comment that will win a T-shirt from Dwaz. <sighs> okay. Yeah. <laughs> All right. And a year's worth of coaching. All right. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> you will get one T-shirt if you yeah yeah if you do that one yeah. Just the one, and it can't be any of our friends. <laughs> Does anyone cut your friends? In <laughs> exactly. Exactly. You see what I've done there. <laughs> Or it can't be like an international lifter where you sponsor for free. So they have to have over 5,000 followers just so we get some advertising from it, so it's all right. Yep. Right. There <laughs> are a lot of caveats to this competition. I feel like you should just... <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what was, the qu- what was the thing again? Yeah, so so have to comment their favourite flavour of Serene. Favourite flavour flavor of Serene, and you've got to um, say your favourite bit of the podcast, and it can't be within the first few minutes of each podcast (laughs) (laughs) anyway yeah so favorite moment out of all five and then we'll we'll do that um and it's more than 50 likes in it and and if it's got more than 50 likes we'll continue on to doing part six and seven yeah boy all right Right, i thought it was i thought there was like eight there is eight there are eight yeah definitely hallows part one and two oh yeah but that can just be one come on I mean, some one our first. Oh, also, actually, if you're feeling extra fruity, is tell us what you think we should rename the Deathly Hallows to be. Deathly oh yeah, that's true. Deathly, uh, so Deathly hold. hold. Oh, hold. I thought you said hold, and I was like, Deathly hold. <laughs> Deathly hold. As in the, the audience, it's for the audience, Chris. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> right. Thank you very much for listening. If you guys have made it this far. Um, we're just going to do our Instagram handles quick. Uh, so my, you, you can find myself at Dwaz underscore Implexium. Uh, you can find Chris at Chris underscore Implexium. You can find Implexium at, at Implexium. You can find Lewis at Lewis K. Smith. L-O-U-I-S or something. Uh, what, what's your podcast going to be called, Lewis? Key Time with LKS. <laughs> it's going to be um, jazz. <laughs> And you can find Peach at Peach, Peach Squats uh, or the the Battalion Barbell. And I'm sure he'll plug in his new podcast. Right. There's a new podcast coming, guys. 13th of April. It's going to be called The Buy One at Eight Podcast with me, Alex Pearson-Jones, and Jim Ellie. Of Reactive Peace and love, everybody. Thanks, everyone. Everyone say bye. Bye. Goodbye.